Hello and welcome to this podcast for Borehamwood Tales. My name's Clive Glover and I'm today talking to some young people from the Youth Council of the Elstree and Borehamwood Youth Council, Leo and Amelie. Hello to you. Hi, Clive. So we're going to talk about the neighbourhood plan in the terms of how it is as a young person growing up in Borehamwood these days. Um, I was a young person once and I grew up in Borehamwood, but that's many years ago. Um, and I think it was quite a nice place to grow up in. I, I think it probably still is, but maybe you can tell me whether you think that's the case as well or whether you perhaps think it isn't as good as it could be. So let's start. Uh, let's start with Amelie. Um, now, you basically have grown up in Borehamwood and how do you feel generally about that? Um, so... I've lived in Bournemouth, I go to school here, and my experience is that there's lots of lovely young people, busy high street, and there's lots of parks and open spaces, and I think for people my age, in upcoming and the future of this community, I think there's lots of opportunities, especially like there's job opportunities, there's Sky Studios opening, you have the Youth Council, and I think that living in Bournemouth is a real opportunity for my future and I feel like I'm really getting involved with the upcoming of this town. Right so do you think that I mean you're, you're sort of suggesting that you're obviously living there now and have lived there for some time and you're saying that really you'd be quite happy to continue living here in terms of um, getting a job maybe somewhere there's obviously lots of job opportunities and so on and it would be a nice place to live in future as well is, is that fair yeah definitely fair okay so you don't have an ambition to go and travel the world and go and work in Australia instead or something like that well obviously I've grown up in Bournemouth so it's very familiar um, my family lives here so but um, maybe in the future I'll explore but for right now the plan is probably to stay local to the area well that's a very positive start so okay leo what what do you think about that i mean i completely echo what amelie says i mean to start off like the vast amount of open green space that we can go for scenic walks in um i mean when everyone was bored and locked down um if you're all in this town that's just surrounded by buildings you've got nothing to do but um but for me and my family it was lovely to walk through the fields especially the ones that lead to alderman um, and they really made like my lockdown days fun and entertaining. Um, I think Boreham Wood is a great place to not only grow up in, but also live in in the future. Uh, echoing what Amelie said with the job opportunities, you know, the Sky Studios is massive. It's one of the, I've never seen anything like it. And something like that is really going to get, get to, you, you don't see them very often. And I think that's, that's what, that's what makes Boreham Wood so amazing. It's a commuter town. It's a town with so many job opportunities and it's a town with so much green space you know it's everything you can wish for right okay well uh, you mentioned Aldenham do you go to Aldenham Country Park or around the reservoir so my school is next to Aldenham Country Park so after school sometimes I say a lot of people go there also I think at um, Halloween they do like a pumpkin carving thing and I would say that Osnum Park is quite a communal space. Right. Okay, sorry. Now, Leo, what about you? You mentioned well, Osnum. Yeah, exactly. For me, walking around the reservoir, especially during lockdown, that really made my day. Um, cycling around there too, it's lovely. It's scenic and it's it's fun. It's buzzing. Um, also, the just the, the Winnie the Pooh trail. It's it, Not only as a young child, it's really entertaining, but it's fun to just go around, you know, a bit of nostalgia. 
and just because uh, it's a great place to be. Right. Well, that's a very positive start to this then. Um, you mentioned cycling. One of the things that um, I, when I was young, your age, um, I certainly used to cycle about Bournemouth quite a lot. I wasn't very far out from the centre, but I cycled to um, the library in the days when it was down where the, the Elstree Clinic is now in, in Elstree Way. Um, I used to go down there and sort of change my books every week and that kind of stuff. But cycling then, I think, was um, quite safer than it is now because i would be rather hesitant to cycle along shenley road for example at the moment even though they've got these these bikes which um you can pick up and, and drop off in different places i do feel it's a bit dangerous now do, do you think that perhaps um, something like cycling is a bit tricky or dangerous in in Borenwood now because it hasn't got proper cycle ways in many areas see it well, the, the the bikes you're talking about are the barrel bikes, which is a scheme that was put in place. Um, and the youth councillors were also involved with that scheme. So that they're bikes that you can pick up from loads of different places around Bourne Wood and they can have they can be electric or non-electric. And I, I think there are problems with the roads in Bourne Wood. Um, I've started taking up cycling a lot more recently. So I now cycle to our meetings and I cycle to places I want to go because we're promoting our cycle under three miles scheme which is where we try and get people to cycle when they're traveling under three miles. Um, and I think that there is a way to solve it. And I think under the neighborhood plan, there is a plan to do that. Um, I think there are cycle paths that people want to put in place because on the roads, they're dangerous, not only because of the cars, but also potholes and a lot of other things. Um, but I think cycle paths are the way to solve that. And if we can implement those around Bourne Woods, I think it will promote people to cycle, stay active and travel around more sustainably. With Leo's point, I also think due to traffic in Bournemouth, especially with the new Sky Studios opening, these barrel bikes and getting a good bike road scheme in place is essential for keeping traffic down and for sustainability in the area and the environment. Okay. Now, obviously, one of the things about the sort of local planning generally is that there's a lot of pressure from, particularly from builders, to build more houses. And in the case of both of you, if you were sort of going to stay in Boreham Wood and perhaps, you know, get married, live in the area locally, you would find it very difficult to buy a house or even rent one, I'm sure. So um, this is one of the tensions, of course, that um, there's lots of nice green spaces. But if um, you want to build more houses, sometimes a lot of those might be built on the green spaces which then disappear as green spaces so what is your sort of overall view about the um building new houses and so on well i think personally as youth councillors we don't have much of a say in the matter and i don't think we should yet um obviously i think everyone has opinions i think it would be great to keep the green space although i don't think i'm qualified enough to comment on what we should do with our green space and whether we should build houses on it. Obviously, as time tells, as the population in Bournemouth, because it is ever-growing, um, as, as it increases, uh, there, there, there may have to be times when you build on green space, but I, I'm not sure, and I don't think I could uh, really comment on that on behalf of on behalf of the community. Yeah, okay. Emily? Yeah, I agree. I think, obviously, we have some green belt areas in to protect in Bournemouth, which I don't think should even be cut. But I do agree. I don't think I have any say of the houses in the area. But I do see, like, obviously with Yavna nearby, um, Bournemouth is going to become more and more popular with good schools and stuff like that. So I do think that it is essential 
to think about that in the future but I don't think I'm qualified enough to really have an opinion on it. Okay, I don't think either of you need to be qualified for this. It's just a sort of general feeling about, you know, because um, I, I grew up in Borenwood, as I said, and I, I actually um, lived there before one of the estates was built. And so in the house when I was little, we looked out on lots of green fields, and those green fields now, are, of course, are enormous housing estate. Um, it's not necessarily bad but it was very different and it was a bit of a shock I think when they first built those houses there and he said how many are they going to build you know it was I don't know 3,000 or something <laughs> yeah um, I mean it, it is necessary to build sometimes but I think there are also times when you have to take into account sustainability and what, what people in the town want for the future and what they want the town to look like in the future Right. Now, OK, sort of basic facilities. I think Borenwood is actually very well placed in terms of shopping. Um, and I think one of the big advantages is the, well, they, they call it the shopping, Borenwood Shopping Boulevard, it was called at one time. I think it's called something else now. But with basically it was a factory some years ago. It was actually a sellotape factory, if you know what sellotape is. Um, and it, um, it's been built like a sort of out of town shopping area, but it's in the town, which is actually rather clever and very sort of makes it very good. I mean, I certainly go there quite a lot myself. Um, and um, that seems to me to provide the sort of basic shops that you will want, food and uh, other stuff. Um, but probably not the, some of the specialist things. Do you find that there are things you do, I mean, perhaps for your bikes or something, there's not really a bike shop. I can think of one, but, um, you know, would you travel out to other towns or do you go to Watford or St Albans regularly to do things like that? Um, as a social life perspective, I think that Bournemouth is generally quite well-rounded, well especially as a teenager. I don't think there's a lot in Bournemouth that I can't find. But um, if it's not Bournemouth, then um, sometimes um, we go into Watford. But I would say that Bournemouth, it's, you've got restaurants, cafes, clothes shops. There's not really a lot at all as a youth that you can't find. Okay, that's quite encouraging. And I don't know, Leo, do you go shopping? Not yeah, I mean, uh, I call it the Boulevard. I think a lot of people now call it a, a retail park. I think I think that's the actual name for it. I'm not too sure. Um, but I think I think Bournemouth has a lot. The the Boulevard does have a lot of a lot of shops. I think they are there are a few niches that they are missing, which is why people have to go to places like Brent Cross and Watford and other shopping centres, which are much bigger and have a lot more things but I think as a I think as a teenager it has everything that I need and I think that as Amelie said socially it's it's great to hang out with friends over there and just in general the high street I mean the high street really adds adds to the the vibe in Bournemouth uh it's very buzzing and it's happy and it's always busy yeah there was a period when it was a bit sort of um lots of empty shops along Shenley Road but now it's all turned into lots of cafes and restaurants and so on and it certainly does seem pretty pretty humming as you say I think okay so um in my day we had things called youth clubs and I, I find myself embarrassed having to try and explain what they were because it seemed a bit a bit sort of lacking these days but it was typically sort of churches and I think the synagogues and so on had um clubs really for young people who could come along typically on a Friday evening and just basically hang out with friends play music that sort of stuff um, now I think that may seem a bit weird to you nowadays but I think you tend to have a lot more entertainment at home you know have friends around your house and that sort of stuff um, but I, I wonder if something like that 
I mean, we used to play, you know, table tennis or, or badminton or something in these places as well. So it's those sort of things. Um, do you feel that something like that might be still attractive to your age group? Um, yeah, I still think that clubs like dancing and acting and stuff like that are still very appealable. Um, I think that lots of people still do clubs like that. And I think the hall behind the libraries for a lot of activities like that. And I still do think it's appealable. Maybe not as much because obviously you now have the internet and stuff like that. But I still think that for Bournemouth, it's um, very still in there. Right. See, I, I slightly agree with Emily there. I think that um, people are moving away from these sort of social clubs. I think our generation don't see it as a, a cool thing to do and they more see it as a chore. Um, I, I know that the synagogue runs quite a few activities for youth. Um, I'm not sure what anyone else doing. I, I personally don't see many clubs that are running them. I think that there is, I think that there is a chance that I think they could be successful. I just think it would take a lot of persuading at first because youth nowadays are very different to what youth were like a, a few years ago, you know, and uh, everything's changing. Everything's online now. No one wants to go to places. Um, but I think, I think there is an opportunity to have them. Just we need to, we need to really work on them and make them more appealing. If I mention scouts or guides, I mean, they still exist, certainly in Borehamwood. Do you have any sort of feelings about them? Do you have any interest? I mean, I go to a 16th Edgeware scout group, so I don't I don't go to one in Borehamwood. Um, there's no specific reason for that. That's just where, I, where I've gone. Um, but like on, on the uh, Remembrance Sunday parades down the high street, I see a lot of the Borehamwood scouts and I think it's a great thing to do. And it's something that people should get involved in more. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. I mean, they certainly are still all around, but they're they're short of adult helpers. I know that because my wife runs the Radlett Scouts. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> and it's always a difficulty to get sort of parents and people involved to help out, um, but it can be done. Okay. So uh, I think that um, that's probably from my perspective. Young people nowadays, as I think you're hinting, are much more sort of self reliant in some ways, and obviously your entertainment can all be at home via the internet and so on. So possibly you're not socialising in quite the same way, but I mean, you you basically don't feel there's any sort of anything stopping you going out and meeting friends and doing what you want to locally. That that sounds like you're both saying that's actually a very positive side of things. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, Emily. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so. Can I try and pin you down a little bit on this? I'm interested. I mean, on a typical, I don't know, a Friday night or something like that, or Saturday night, do you think that maybe you should be going out and meeting your friends and doing something? Or do you stay at home and watch movies on TV? Um, I think it depends, to be honest. On um, Friday nights, I personally don't go out. Um, but I feel like it's... Uh, in Bournemouth, you have a lot of diversity, so it just really depends on what you're like. I think that I think that is very popular, especially on a Saturday night, to go out with friends. I don't think Bournemouth is the place to go. I think people go from Bournemouth to other places, um, and I think that's because there isn't really much to do in Bournemouth during the night. I mean, there's there's restaurants you can go to, but a lot of them aren't open at night. Um, 
I, I think I think people from Bournemouth are very willing to go out. They're very willing to go out with friends and and, and become more social. But I don't think Bournemouth is a place to do it, and they have to go to other places, which perhaps is something that we could improve in the future. I mean, obviously, you have the train station very nearby, so obviously it is easy to get to London, which I think does make it more appealing to leave Bournemouth, if you know what I mean, because it's easy access to. And the other way, I mean, you can actually go on the train up to, say, St Albans, for example. There's quite a lot of stuff there. Is that the sort of place you've ever go to or have any reason to go to from your point of view? Personally, I don't I don't really have um, an incline to go to St Albans. I haven't I haven't looked to see what's there, to be honest. I mean, I've gone there a few times because I think there used to be a bowling alley there. But like, I, I don't I don't really tend to go there for a, for a night out on a Saturday night. I don't think that that's really where youth these days tend to go. It's more towards the London area and central London specifically. I think you're more likely to go to town if you're on the train to central London because it's it's still as just easy as to do. Well, and obviously there's loads more things there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, obviously, one of the things you may do when you're older, and I can't ask you now, is of course going to pubs, which is a very common thing to do in uh, areas like St Albans. Okay, right. So um, now, are there any other things particularly that you, I don't think from what you've said that it, either of you feel there's any sort of big gaps in your so- social life or, or things you would like to do? Um, because you seem to find um, most of those things are available. I mean, something like you mentioned bowling alley. To me, the, the nearest bowling alley is, I think, in um, Garston or Watford, yeah. Uh, for example. So how, is that a sort of place you might go to sometimes? If I were to go, bo- go bowling, that's definitely the place I would go. Um, but, you know, we have, we have a lot of things in Bournemouth. We have the cinema, uh, we have the venue, we have a lot of gyms. There's a lot of things to do. Um, just, you know, there's a few things that you can't. But that, that's how it works, you know. There's other places to do that. Okay. How about going out to music concerts and that sort of thing? Do you do that? Um, yeah, I think that's a good place to go to Wembley or to Central rather than, say, in Bournemouth or, or local. Yeah, back, back in the 1970s, some of the quite well-known pop groups at the time did play in the theatre that used to be there, where, where the swimming pool is now, there used to actually be quite a big theatre. I think it had about 700 seats. And it was at the time promised it would be replaced, and they still haven't quite got round to it. <laughs> so do you think something like having a, a concert hall like that or a big theatre locally might be a good idea? I think that would benefit us greatly. I mean, as a young person, you know, I, I can't go into a pub and, and, and have a beer and listen to, to concerts in there. So I think that, for youth, there is something missing for us to have a night out in Bournemouth, um, especially if it's something where you just want to lay back and, like you said, have a concert or enjoy some theatre. I mean, I know Radler is reasonably close for the um, for, for the, the theatre they have there, but it's it would be great to have something in Bournemouth. Yeah, well, Radley's only one train station away from Borenwood, so it's not too difficult yeah. to get there. <laughs> okay, right. Um, so I, I'm trying. I'm trying now to sort of think of other things that maybe you um, would like to see, but you haven't really got to. Let's talk about jobs then. I mean, you mentioned Sky Studios, and obviously we all know that is a great big new um, thing there. I have to say, when I was young, um, in your sort of age, um, in Borenwood, there were I think seven films and TV studios. 
So it was always uh, the case that you walk around the corner and someone was, you know, blocked the road off to film something or whatever. And they were made, made lots of TV programs as well as all the um, uh, big films. So although we, we've, it's, it's changed a lot, but Sky has sort of gone back to almost where we were before because with the BBC and with Elstree Studios, that's now three quite substantial um businesses working making films um have you ever spotted any sort of famous hollywood a-listers walking down the street no i haven't but i would love to it does happen well like i i i think i remember particularly um it's not there anymore but for many years there was a restaurant called senor baffi's which was an italian restaurant which was opposite sort of by um barclays bank Actually, I'm not sure Barclays Bank's still there now. No, that's just closed down, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, on, on that corner, and it was a famous haunt, shall we say, for Hollywood stars, and particularly people like Harrison Ford when he was making Star Wars. <laughs> he used to go there for lunch. And there'd be big crowds of people hanging around outside watching watching him inside or waiting for him to come out. So that was quite a commonplace to see sort of very well-known um, superstars of the time. And I'm sure they're all still around somewhere. Perhaps they're a bit more discreet now. Because Ariana Grande is going to be in town shortly to start filming um, at Sky. Yeah, we heard that. Um, I, I think I think that there are you don't see a listers. Uh, you might see everyone. You might see someone every now and again. Um, I see I see quite a few football players walking around, but I don't really see anyone from the studios. But perhaps when Sky Studios becomes a bit more um, running, perhaps perhaps we we may see a few more. But you know they're quite good at being discreet. Well, uh, I've bumped into particularly cast from EastEnders in, in the high street, in cafes, and certainly in one or two of the supermarkets, actually. Little. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think a lot of people hang out outside, um, outside the studios and try and get autographs and meet them. And I, I, I personally wouldn't recognise that because I don't watch those shows. Um, but I might have walked past a few in my time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that used to be quite sort of fun. I used to catch a bus to go to school in Barnet outside what is now McDonald's and um, that's obviously LC Studios directly opposite. You used to see all the people driving in in their posh cars, you know, and say, oh, hang on a minute, that was so-and-so. Um, I won't mention names because you won't know who they were from the 1970s and 80s. Um, there you go. Okay, right. Well, look, um, it's been a really interesting discussion. Is there anything else that you think you would like to sort of input into the discussions about the Neighbourhood Plan? I know you've actually been working as a youth council with it anyway. But um, what are the sort of things that have come up there that you think we ha- we haven't actually mentioned in this? One thing I would bring up is sort of the aesthetic of the high street and Bournemouth in general, um, especially along the main streets. I mean, previously, like the youth council planted flowers and tried to clean up the station. But I think this needs to sort of pick up again and carry on. And we need to start looking after our town a bit more, you know, whether that's from Something in the neighbor in the neighborhood plan could be more bins being put in place or recycling bins specifically, or just schemes that promote throwing rubbish away. Um, you know, something like a voluntary scheme for people that want to plant flowers and help clean up our streets because it's important that we actually look after our town and try and keep it how it's looking now so that it can be even better in the future. I think we also need to concentrate on like deprivation with food banks and stuff like that and recognize it to move forward in the future. And I also agree, I think um, one of Bournemouth's main assets is the high street. 
And if it does look nice, then it's more appealing to people to come and think it's less intimidating. It has changed quite a lot. And in fact, it, it looks quite good to me compared with some other places around because of the uh, the planters and things, you know, the sort of um, places with um, various plants and bushes in along the high street and all those um, signs from the, the fil- about films and things like that. And um, so it has been some work on it. I mean, it used to have a lot more trees and for various reasons trees got cut down particularly they're in the way of parking for cars do you think maybe you know you could have some more trees planted not just in Shenley Road but maybe in some of the uh, roads uh, in the centre of the town as well you know leading to it because that's one thing which is part of the overall sort of environmental things that people want Um, get rid of garden fences have hedges instead um, and I say planting trees everywhere do you think that would be perhaps an improvement? Yeah. I think trees add. Yeah. I think they add to not only the aesthetic, but again, the sustainability of the town. Um, they make it, they make the town look like it's just warmer and it's a nicer place to be, um, especially in the spring. Um, obviously, it's hard to just find a, tra- find a place to put a tree. But if we can find the places to put, to put these trees, and I think it will work really well. And perhaps the boulevard could have trees because when it was called a boulevard, it sounded like it ought to have a, an avenue of trees. Yeah, I mean, it does have some trees, but clearly not as many as it used to have. No, well, there's a sort of attitude that obviously every tree you put in takes away two parking spaces, and that's seen as a bad thing rather than a good one. Right, yeah. Um, okay, let me be. Here's a controversial one for you. If you go on a holiday to some of the sort of seaside resorts anywhere around the country, you often find that they they have houses painted with sort of um, uh, pastel colours, blue, pink, yellow, orange even, um, and that makes them look quite attractive. How about a scheme where you could have some sort of painting on the uh, coloured sort of painting on the, the walls of shops and places like that? Do you think something like that, which is relatively simple to do, um, would make a big difference? Yeah, I think it would. I think it's simple and cost-efficient. And I think with painting a house a different colour can make the aesthetic a lot more pleasing, a lot more pleasing to look at. It's more welcoming. I think that a small change like that is a step and in the right direction and can make a very big difference. Um, recently, I went on a, um, a school trip to Bournemouth for my geography so I can write my, uh, write, I have to write up an essay and we went to go and see sandbanks and you know it's very different to boring woods and i think that these the colorful walls and these the the different unique things make the town different and i think if we had that in boring woods so like for example recently i did a survey in boring woods called a clone town survey and i found out that boring wood was a clone town meaning that it was basically made up of chain shops um which is something you don't particularly want um and i think with something like these murals or paintings on the side of a shop will make it more unique and make it stand out give it its own character compared to other towns yeah i mean the idea came to me because i was um in, in st albans and someone there has painted with permission obviously a huge mural basically says stand with ukraine and it's got a sort of yellow and blue flavor to it and sort of pictures of people and the rest of it um, and it really is very striking and it's just off the high street and something like that which is as you say really not something that's going to be um it cost a lot of money to do although in this case it's not just painting it a color it's actually painting a big mural things like that would actually be quite interesting i think you'd have to sort of have a, a theme to it all 
and it would need to be planned. You couldn't really ha- randomly have someone paint their shop pink and then somebody else paint it orange next door. Um, but I think a concept like that, and as a, as an overall concept, might be something you could design into the high street just to give it a little bit of an extra boost um, to in terms of looking at it because some of the buildings are pretty horrible they're just you know 1960s concrete sort of bits of buildings aren't very pretty at all and they never can be exactly i think i think in the leeming road area i think around there there is a like a muppets mural on one of the sides of the wall which i think looks really cool and i think Bournemouth people quite like that so if that if that could be made uh along other shops and houses then i think it would be great well, let's both feed it into the system then. We'll say that this is what we think will be really good and have murals and things around and that might make a real difference. I guess, again, th- themes from, you know, film, film-type-themed film murals would be an interesting thing. Um, there's all the historic films being made here and no doubt in the future as well. Um, so things yeah. like that might be quite interesting. Okay. I, I did have a plan which I did try to sell to the council to put a big... Um, sign on top of Woodcock Hill saying Boreham Wood in the way the Hollywood film, Hollywood um, sign is in, in America. Um, but I don't think I got very far because I hadn't realised the the letters on the one in Hollywood are 40 feet high. Yeah, they're absolutely massive. Um, I have yeah. been past it, but I didn't really work out then how big they were. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Well, look, um, thank you very much. It's been a really good chat. Um, and thank you very much for joining in. And um, I look forward to uh, hearing from you again, maybe sometime. And um, certainly uh, it's food for thought for everybody to get a different perspective on what people would like to see in the future. And I think that it's very good that you both got very positive views of Borenwood because, um, you know, I have generally from having grown up there myself, I don't recognise a lot of people a bit sort of down on it quite often. People say, oh, Borenwood, my goodness, how how could you all live there? I just say, you've never been there, have you? <laughs> right. Thank you very much, Clive. I've really enjoyed thank it. You. Okay, Thanks very much. So thank you both for that. And um, right, you can listen to other podcasts in this series. Um, get them on Spotify, get them on Apple, Google and Amazon. So um, do look out for those and subscribe if you can. Thank you very much. I'm Clive Glover and this has been Boreham Wood Tales. <laughs>